five shocking communication secrets with men that will blow your mind. Hey, I'm Antje Boy and I've been a dating and relationship coach for 10 years and here's what I have seen. Number five is the cliffhanger effect. Now, what does that mean? It actually means to do what advertisement industry has done for many decades, which is leave them hanging a little bit. Leave some room for more. Now, the question is, how in the world do you do that? Now, for example, let's visualize yourself on a date. And I always love to do that, right? You want to almost like future project yourself into the very situation that you're going to find yourself back in because you're actually training your brain to now actually respond in that way. We're actually starting to anchor. Like for my NLP nerds out there, right? I'm a little NLP nerd. But anyway, so speaking of cliffhanger and anchoring and all the things, so what you want to do is you want to actually be able to leave the date a little early. Now, the most amazing thing is actually when you leave the date, so to say, at the climax, when the situation, when the date is most amazing, when there's the most amazing tension, we call it, right? So there is a concept that's called the hero's journey. Now, the hero's journey actually follows a tension arc. And so what that means is there's an anticipation, there's an emotional and energetic anticipation what happens next. Now, ideally, you want to find out where is the peak of that anticipation, right, of that tension, and leave at that moment. Now, of course, I don't want you to think this is like a game, right? But you want to learn, like, okay, you don't have to stay until the very end of the day. Look, I can actually relate to that. Oh, my gosh, like back in the day, like when I would go like to clubs and bars and things like that, I would actually be one of the last ones there because I'd be like, well, maybe there's somebody else there. And what that signals actually to the unconscious of men is like, oh, you have no other energy to go home to. You are not resourced yourself. You don't have an incredible life to get back to, right? But rather, you're looking for him to be the source of your happiness. And of course, this never works. Now, this is one way how you can do it. It's just really saying, hey, you know, I'm enjoying my conversation so much with you because we're talking about communication secrets, right? So it's what you can say. Um, but I, I do have like uh, early work tomorrow, right? Already looking forward for more time in the future and so on, right? And like, and the man was like, wait a minute, we, we just got the party started, right? Like, you know, and so the biggest thing for you is that you actually maintain your continence. Right, it's French. And it means really like your frame, your sense of self. So if you tend to be someone who easily gives her power away, who easily becomes anxious, who easily, you know, kind of like anchors into the other person, so to say, right? Then this is going to be very powerful for you, very important for you in order to come back to your secure and resourced self. Now, if you tell me, hey, Antje, I don't actually have a secure and resourced self. Like, I just feel anxious all the time. And I I'm already visualizing my man being the man. I'm walking down the aisle together, wondering what my last name is behind his first name, and so on, right? And so, if that's you, then especially you want to really practice this. Now, 
the only way how you can actually do that is by practicing an exercise every day by working into coming back to yourself like doing some meditation when you come home, right? Like doing like a little journaling exercise, just how the day went. Look back in the day, I would actually journal every day. It's so funny. I have like years of journaling before I met my husband Brody and it was filled with just gratitudes. And the gratitudes, it's so funny because what happened in the day would end up being sort of like my cliff notes, cliffhanger, cliff notes, no pun intended, okay? My cliff notes of the day, but like for some reason, because I was seeing them for a gratitude lens, and they were like part of my gratitude list. And I'd be like, it, it would be amazing. You know, you should read some of the journals or maybe I should bring them next time. And so in any case, the other way how you can do it. So let's say, you know, I haven't been on a date with him. I just met him online. We had having a phone conversation. Great. Then be the first one to end the phone conversation. Look, don't be the one who burns out two of her batteries and trying to recharge the phone, trying to use the other phone falling asleep on the phone and, and there's actually two reasons for that for one it actually dissipates that tension that arc that we talked about but for two it actually dissipates like sort of this um the, the intrigue right the interest because what happens is you're starting to merge energetically and the couple identity already starts to develop even though there is not a couple like physically yet right like the man hasn't asked you yet to be uh, intimate with him uh, emotionally speaking um to be uh, mutually um, exclusive with him and so on so it's kind of like a little weird a little off right a little off balance and it doesn't feel right it, it starts to feel distorted and you start to end up like a like like a, a weird like sort of desperate place and so we don't want that we want you to um be able to leave the phone early in the same way how i told you to do that with um with a real date as well number four is the space between the notes now quick story uh when my husband and i started dating what we love to do is like people watching and so we watched like couples and we watched sometimes dates where there were barely any words instead the girl was like playing like sort of like with her glass or like slowly eating her food and I don't even know they didn't talk about anything significant but the guy was just like hanging on every word she was saying and you could tell like he was pulling back the chair for her helping her to put the coat on right walking her back to her car like being gentleman like like you could tell that he was like really interested and it was really fun because my husband worked with men for 10 years so you could like really tell like oh this is is like body language of a man who's interested in a woman versus this is body language of a man who's like you know he's like he's trying to get out of here right so what that means is if you feel like if you're one of these people look when women come to me they sometimes tend to get anxious and nervous and and they don't want to be in the uncertainty so they do what they do best they over talk the other person look it really works fantastically great in their career and they're oftentimes leaders in their field as well right so but unfortunately the performance pattern doesn't translate into the partner pattern and so what you want to do instead is actually learn the opposite actually saying less feeling more right feeling more and the research actually shows that men actually don't really care what you feel so whether you feel anxious or you feel happy or you feel sad or you feel angry or you feel grateful or whatever it is right but what we do see in that research is that when you try to hide what you feel in other words let's say you would share a story and maybe it would make you actually angry maybe it's something you're really passionate about right maybe something politically who knows right but it would make you angry 
But then the man feels that like, oh, wow, this is passion. This is anger. There's like something inside of, oh, wow, amazing, right? But then the next moment you laugh because you don't really feel comfortable feeling because you learned in your childhood that it's not safe to feel. Right, that your feelings are being welcomed with being ridiculed or being punished or being dismissed. So if that's you, you want to heal your love blueprint in order to show up authentically and leave space between the notes. Because when you do that, you leave intrigue, you leave a little bit like, you know, uncertainty, a little bit wondering, you know, and the man again wanting more, wondering what else is behind this woman. And this is more than likely that he will ask you out on more dates and potential and then eventually asking you to be exclusive with him. Number three is unexpected questions. Look, I watch a lot of things like, for example, I watch um, Dating Around, which is a dating reality TV show, or more, it's a more a documentary. Uh, if you haven't watched it, highly recommend it. And then also, of course, Love is Blind, right? It's in its fourth season, and we're on fourth in the fourth episode. And what I see a lot, you know, <laughs> you should like watch Love is Blind with my husband and I. <laughs> but what we see is just this very predictable questions, right? Like, what's your name? What's your age? And all the things, right? And so it becomes like sort of like just it becomes expected. That's this part inside of our brain that actually predicts what the other person is going to say next. And the reason why the brain does that, because it wants to preserve energy in case it has to go in a fight or flight situation, right? So it has to be able to survive. So we actually want to do the opposite. We want to work against that part. We don't want to give that part something. So what, how you can do that is actually a couple of different things. You can ask unexpected questions. Now, I actually like kind of stumbled into that because I got so sick and tired back in the day, I did a lot of online, like, sorry, speed dating uh, in San Francisco. I lived in San Francisco, lots of meetup groups, speed dating, right? All kinds of interesting personalities. But look, after the third guy asked me the same questions and I found myself rolling my eyes and just feeling like, gosh, I can't imagine going through 10 more of these same conversations. I thought, you know, what else can I do differently, right? And I'm like, well, I did what, what every, uh, what every uh, you know, creative woman would do. And I was like asking different questions. And one was, you know, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Right, because I was actually more interested in that, honestly, than their career. You know what I mean? Because what that told me was actually a lot how they perceived themselves on an unconscious level. Now, the same is true when you look at, for example, gestalt therapy. Now, I was actually in that when I was a child. My parents were going for divorce, and, and the therapist was using uh, gestalt therapy as one of the um, one of the tools, right, to see what's actually going on in the unconscious of this child. And so, you know, you actually want to bypass how men want you to perceive them. And you actually want to see who those guys really are, right? So questions like that will be like leaving them kind of like, oh, there's no rehearsed answer. I mean, I, uh, you know, and I've heard funny examples such like I would be a parrot because I would fly everyone and, uh, you know, I would be colorful, you know, or I would be Scorpio because if you're not careful, I'm going to, 
I'm going to sting you or I would be, you know, fill in the blank, right? And so you would tell, you could tell a lot, are the men more than masculine, are they more than feminine, right? What is going on with them, right? Well, so if you were country, what would you be and why? You find out a lot about them, their world views, their political views without asking them directly, you know, so highly recommend unexpected questions. And I tell you, you will be the life, the, the center of attention there, right? Because like the man will be like, oh my gosh, I just like love this conversation with this woman. It was so unexpected and it interrupted my pattern of like just thinking and, and processing the same way over and over again. Number two is step into different archetypes. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you know that we have this incredible framework, the six feminine archetypes. Now, what I oftentimes see, and of course, you know, really CC, but I mean, I see the reality TV shows. I obviously hear my women reporting back from their dates. I also see screenshots of conversations that they're having with their men, right? So I kind of see, wait, wait a minute, there's like a similar energy here all the time. There's like the lover energy all the time. There's like this sexual innuendos like all the time, right? Or there's this like this worker, like you guys just talk about work all the time. He's a surgeon, you're a doctor, and you talk about work all the time. You take photos of work all the time. And so it's like kind of like this worker bee versus uh, just all the time the lover or all the time, you know, look at me. I have all those goals. I have all this vision, right? I'm like in my king. I'm in my queen. Um, but there's not, let's say, this playful self, right? So you may know actually women too, who are like, like in their queen and they're very well represented. And, you know, I just talked the other month actually with a woman and she's like, look, I know exactly how to present myself. Men are turning their heads. I know how to dress. I know how to talk. I know how to hold a conversation. So this is the kind of women that come to me, but why are they coming to me? Wouldn't it make sense that they would like attract their men like beast or honey baby, right? But the reason why is because the men are like, who else are you? Where's the little girl? Where's the fun part? Where's the spontaneous part? Where's the part where you don't take yourself so seriously, right? Where's the emotional part versus just like the logical part? Or where's the immature part where you just present yourself as the mature part, right? So really step into different parts of yourself within the dates, not necessarily on the same date, although you can, of course, but like tell me, and I'm like, oh, who is she? You know, is she the queen or is she the little girl or is she that hardworking worker bee or is she, oh, is she the wild woman, right? You can let her hair down and just like, whoa. Okay, who is this woman? I gotta go on another date with her. See who who shows up next time. And so the beautiful thing about that is that you actually communicate into his archetypes. And then he loves that because he experiences himself in different ways, which, hey, by the way, side note, that's why we love to go on dates, period. And that's why we go on dates with other men and different men is because we experience ourselves in different ways. However, Like, we actually want to make sure that, like, yeah, we're, like, not just one-dimensional, right? Because think about it this way. If a man presents himself one-dimensional all the time, it'd be like, "Mm, okay, whatever, right? Like, not that interested. And this is oftentimes also, if you attract men who are constantly interested in in the beginning, but then triples off, just talked to a woman yesterday, seven-month mark, man is gone after seven months every single time. If that's you, there's a really high chance. It's also because you're not stepping outside of your comfort zone. You're stepping into different emotional energies. Now, finally, number one, this is one of my, I would, I almost want to say bestsellers, right? Is context before content. So what that means 
is look what can happen is once you start dating a man that communication can come a little dicey and you're asking yourself well should i tell the man now that i wasn't really happy that he wasn't available to hang out with me uh, on Sunday after church or do I tell him in three weeks and and then the people please a pattern starts and then you become snappy and then the passive aggressive and it's just like not a good idea what you want to do instead is you want to actually know how to communicate right away but in a way that the man continues to feel empowered and inspired and, and encouraged to continue to pursue you, right? Like he feels still like a man, right? He still feels like you're, you're speaking into his masculine. Now, how do you do that? Well, you create context first. So context could sound something like the intention, like the intention that I have for this relationship or for this dating dynamic is for us to have an authentic and trusting connection. How about you? Right, so you're setting a context. And then the man is like, oh yeah, same for me, right? And then you can say, you know, okay, cool. So um, so in light of that, you know, I wanna have I wanna have the space to have like authentic conversations with each other, especially when things like, you know, something uncomfortable comes up or something that's not super easy to talk about. What about you? And so again, you're setting the context and then even playing a little bit ping pong with the man as well, putting it back into his squad, having it become a dialogue and becomes so much more safe the word is really safe in a relationship to have conversations that are not necessarily easy and then you can tell them like so okay so then in light of that you know i i just wanted to communicate the impact it had on me emotionally uh when we didn't hang out last sunday were you aware that that my emotions like shifted that i felt oh i told him oh uh, yeah i did notice it oh i didn't notice it right so anyway so that's what you want to do context before content because I, I, my girlfriend literally just did it on sunday i had the most incredible conversation with a man so healing that could have turned into a big argument and potentially if it's in the beginning stages of dating like the first one or two months it can ripple out fast and finally for those of you who stayed until the very end the bonus is my no answer response so what does that mean it doesn't actually mean like don't give an answer at all when a man asks a question but if a man asks a question let's say you're in a texting stage let's say you're in an online dating conversation stage and he asks you so what are you doing tomorrow right like don't give him like a whole synopsis of how you're going to the park tomorrow and how you're going to walk your dog tomorrow and how you're going to sometimes you're like oh wouldn't you like to know See, you didn't answer the question. You create a little intrigue, you create a little cliffhanger. So we're gonna bring this full circle here. So you wanna really learn how to create, how to work a little bit with tensions. And one um, area of romantic relationships where this shows up the most is flirting. So if you're also someone who has a really hard time with flirting, chances are it's because you have a really hard time with tension with being in the unknown with not answering the questions right away right with not releasing the tension right away with not catering to someone and leaving them into that giving them everything they want to know because that's actually not what they want to know they just don't know what else to ask they don't know how else to process themselves so they're like, okay, what else could I ask? Okay, so what are you doing tomorrow? It doesn't even mean that they want to hang out with you tomorrow. However, if you're out of the sign, oh, would you like to know? Wait, are you seeing someone else? Like, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah, you know, it'll create a little bit of this like more interest and more investment that long term truly saves you.
uh, it saves you and, and, and helps you. Now, hey, if you want to learn more about how to attract the right man and a relationship you want fast or why men who were fir first interested in you out of the sudden acting distance and take my free love quiz to get the man and the relationship you want fast by going to getlovequiz.com or simply click the link in the description and comments below. Lots of love to you ladies and I will talk to you in the next video. Take care. Bye-bye.